what's popping y'all this week on blue ass water we're talking with harold and his purple we we don't have him uh um who oh the purple crayon was a comparison to the okay sorry guys uh we don't have harold um it turns out he's a fictitious children's book character uh he's not a real person when i read the book i thought he was real um anyways uh the similarity though with harold and his purple crayon is that the guest this week is an artist whose one tool if he had to give up everything else be a black sharpie if you can relate you're gonna want to tune in roll the episode Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, explorers and creatives, welcome back to Blue Ass Water, where you'll hear tales of creative expression and tropical exploration from, in my opinion, dope ass people. I'm your host, Emac, and as always, if you enjoy this episode, definitely give it a like, leave a comment on like what you liked about it, uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and most importantly, share it with a friend who you think might enjoy it and uh, you know gain value from it or just like to listen to it this week on blue ass water we've got a self-proclaimed artist his quotes not mine but if you ask me he's an artist in the truest form from fine art to murals to graphics to prints he really does it all unafraid to break the norm and a fellow classmate at flagler college ladies and gentlemen noah cook noah what's popping Yes, sir. Thank you. That was quite the intro, dude. You're hyping me up and stuff, making me feel all nice. I've got to, man. <laughs> I've got to. For our beautiful Blue Ass Water family, would you share a bit about who you are, what you do, and where you're based right now? Yeah, so I mean, I was in St. Augustine, uh, obviously with you for college for the past four years. And then uh, right now I'm staying right outside of Orlando in my hometown, working on some projects here with some people, some fellow artists. we got a popping little art district called O'Galley right around the way. Um, and yeah, man, I just, I paint, I do murals, uh, graphic design. I, I consider myself like a jack of all trades in the, uh, in the art department. So. Fire. So what do you have going on right now? Are there any projects you're working on or current news to share? So right now, honestly, I'm excited to just finally like work on paintings that I've been like wanting to work on and like put them out. And so I feel like the past, ever since I graduated, first of all, I went on a couple just like trips, took it easy. And then I just like was constantly working, like um, was constantly doing like commissions for other people and doing freelancing for a couple places in Orlando. Um, and I feel like, you know, when I was like the most inspired and like making prints and pieces that I liked the most was last fall during my senior semester when we were online for COVID and we were just like all packed in the house doing whatever. I was like, I could just work on as many pieces as I wanted, could just draw inspiration from a bunch of different things. And so I'm excited to do that again. I finally like last week or this past weekend, I just wrapped up doing Megacon in Orlando, which is just like Comic-Con type event. Um, and then before that, I was painting at this restaurant that I paint out out there called Tutu Tango over on I Drive. That's like art themed restaurant. They have a bunch of artists that work there and paint a couple times a month. Um, so I go there and like it's basically it's like a mobile studio. I go there and like live paint, whatever. Um, but I asked for less shifts this month so I could work on some of my own stuff. So it's like I'm finally wrapping up a couple of projects and then now I can just look forward to like working on some things that I've been wanting to work on. So. That's dope. I love to hear that. What that restaurant, what was it called? 
Tutu Tango. It's one of my, uh, we got a pretty tight like group of artists in my hometown that I connected with uh, even before I went to college. We all just stayed in touch while I was at Flagler. Um, and they do like a bunch of shows out there, a bunch of events uh, every month. And it's just a tight knit group of people that like we look out for each other. If there's like an opportunity, somebody will holler at me and be like, oh, yeah, so and so is looking for a mural. Or if somebody asks me to do something that I, is not necessarily my specialty, I'll be like, oh, well, I don't do, you know, I don't do 40 foot tall realism, but I know a guy who does and whatever. So it's like one of my friends hooked me up with that gig. They were looking for a new artist there. And there's people who have been doing it for like 20 years. Like people usually get that gig and they, just stay there as long as they can so that's why i'm planning on moving to orlando i want to keep it you mentioned uh you know passing on gigs that aren't necessarily your specialty what would you consider yeah. your specialty probably anything other than like really large scale like realism it's like a one time i had somebody like, a good example of this is like i had i had one gig for uh this guy who wanted like kind of like a puerto rican like hispanic style um mural in his backyard he had, a, he had a really big estate um it was like a younger wealthy guy and he wanted his his wife was puerto rican big puerto rican family they wanted something that really like felt like you know you're walking something simple colorful like you're walking down the street somewhere in puerto rico and like seeing some street art um and they had this nice like stone wall in the back that they wanted me to paint so i had to kind of like play with that texture and do whatever and like so that, that one was something that worked for me. It was like outside of my comfort zone. Cause usually I feel like I do like more like either cartoony pop arty stuff um, or even just like stuff that's text-based and uh, more simple, like line work based. Um, so that was a little bit outside of what I normally do, but it was something that I could handle. Um, and I did it and they loved it. It turned out great. Um, but then like a couple weeks later, I had somebody that was asking me to do a mural for him. That was like, they worked for a zoo somewhere. Um, I forget where it wasn't the zoo by me. There's a zoo by us. That's real big. And it was like a different one. And they had a new dinosaur exhibit and they wanted me to do like, it was something weird, man. It was like blueprints of like a dinosaur. And then like, they wanted me to do like, like just basically like wall after wall of realistic, like cobblestone looking stuff and like, whatever is mostly just like textures and whatever. It's like, not like I was painting an actual like thing. Um, and I know plenty of artists over here that like do that type of stuff that can just do like realistic patterns, brick, whatever, stuff like that. So I referred them to a different friend of mine. He got the check, he got that job and he was doing good. So it was like, that's just something where it was like, man, I could do it if I tried, but it's like, there is a chance I've never, I mean, knock on wood, wood right here. I've never messed up on a mural ever. Um, and I think that part of that is just by me taking what I feel like I can excel at like I'm not going to take a job if I feel like it's going to turn out bad or I'm going to leave them disappointed or something you know my favorite part is just like getting that reaction at the end where they're just like oh my god like they can't believe that I did that in one day or whatever and they like see it so it was like I want that reaction every single time I'm not going to take a job that's not going to end in that reaction and you know there's plenty of artists so many artists out there and everybody has a different skill set so if I can help somebody else out too that's the way fire fire so your work as a whole you kind of mentioned it with the line work and different, you know, um, kind of methods you like to touch on. It can be kind of abstract, I'd say, like bold lines, a lot of color, usually filling the canvas entirely. Where do you get your inspiration from? Yeah, it took me a long time to nail it down. I feel like I bounce around between styles a lot. It's like, I feel like for a solid year, I was just doing this kind of like doodly style, like stream of consciousness, almost like it was like freestyle rapping with a pen. It's like, I would just start with like, 
a set of eyes and then move on to something. I would see something in the room, like a bottle of ginger ale or something and work that in. And then just kind of like build a page out of this like black and white line work, like collage almost of random things. Um, but then I always had like a skill set painting and stuff. It, it, it just comes naturally to me. I love it. Um, and especially like taking certain classes at Flagler and stuff, it's like your surroundings kind of uh, influence your style and change it. It's like if I had a painting class with some projects that really inspire me or a dope teacher that was teaching me like oil painting, it's like I might just oil paint for a couple months or I might just collage for a month or something like that. But I feel like mostly like the subject matter in it comes from just like stuff that I like and like places of comfort for me. Like some of my favorite work that I did was like that run that I did of uh, like movie posters, album covers, just kind of like my rendition of them. I might like obscure some things, change some colors or just try to get it as accurately as I can. But it's like, I love just like, I feel like at the end of the day, like a painting is just something that's going in your living room, going in your room and enhancing the space somehow, or just like changing the way people feel in there, making them comfortable. So it's like, for me, if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at like a dope painting of a Goonies movie poster, it's like, that makes me feel good. It reminds me of when I was a kid, just hanging out, no problems in the world. And that's kind of how I want people to feel when they're looking at my stuff. Just like, no worries whatsoever. You're having a good time. You're hanging out. It's like, no stress. So when did you start making art and what was the first medium you tried? It, it's hard to pin down when exactly like I started like really doing it. I remember when I first, when somebody, when I first really felt like, um, I wanted to start drawing was like in like bro like third fourth grade I was in my art class uh and I was I, I started just like drawing these palm trees just like the same little drawings of palm trees that you see with like little crosses going up it and then little fronds coming down and I got pretty good at drawing that and then some kid next to me was like was like oh can you show me how to draw that that's so cool and then like everybody in the class was like asking me how to draw this palm tree and I was like, I then the rest of the class was like me basically teaching the class, showing people how to draw this thing that I was drawing. And literally like from that point, like I was just like, it just became something that I did. And then like naturally evolved to when I got into like middle school and stuff. I grew up in satellite, like right down the street from Cocoa Beach. Um, so it's basically like the second that you get out of elementary school, you have like a pair of vans strapped to your feet and a skateboard just like falls out of the sky. And that's just the way that you get around. Like, it's just like everybody surfs, everybody skates everybody wears Quicksilver Volcom vans like it's just you have to do that so it's like um I started off like painting people's surfboards and skateboards and stuff and we actually had like some people there's a lot of talent that comes out of this area I mean obviously Kelly Slater's from Cocoa Beach um we got like both of the Hobgood brothers from Satellite went to my high school and my middle school um and so like we got there was a couple of kids that like I would hang out be painting their grip tape like at the skate park and then they ended up like one of them's on the pro team for Baker right now another one's skating for DC like now they're just like big names out in California it's crazy I just started off doing stuff like that like they would I would be chilling at the skate park and I would just have paint pens on me and somebody I would I would always have my uh skateboards or surfboards like decorated and then kids would just ask me like yo can you do this on my board or oh can you draw this on mine and so I started off doing that. And then that eventually led to me. There was a brand called uh, Board Sticks back in the day. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I think it was actually from, they either distributed out of the Carolinas um, or something. They probably did some surf events over by you. Yeah. Um, yeah. They made paint pens back in the day and they had a team. And I saw that they like sponsored artists and it was like, everybody when I was a kid was trying to get spot like surfing sending out little tapes to all these companies trying to get you know little sponsor me tapes trying to get sponsored by people and it was like I surfed I skated like just because I had to and whatever and I had fun but it was like I wasn't necessarily none of that was coming like supernaturally to me to where I could like be like oh I want to get sponsored by someone like it's yeah. like nah I'm just going to the skate park hitting my little ollie my little 50 50 and leaving like 
so it was like, I, and you had a couple of friends getting sponsored and stuff too. So I was like, man, I want something that I can do like that. And I saw their page. I went on their website and I saw that they were like sponsoring artists to like paint on people's surfboards, stuff like that. I was like, oh, no way I can get sponsored for this. I can like get recognition for this. So I like, I sent them an email when I was probably like 13 years old and sent them some pictures of some drawings that I did. Um, it was just like, Hey, I'm from wherever. And, uh, these are some of my paintings. I would wonder if you guys would be interested in just having me as one of your artists. And like, weird enough, they hit back like a week later and was, and just like asked for a little bit more information. We started to get chatting and then like, they asked for my address. And then like another week later, a box showed up at my house that was stat. It was completely full of just like, dude, like hundreds of dollars worth of paint pens, like a team shirt, stickers, like all this stuff. They they sent me just like a complete like sponsorship package basically. Wow. Um, and then I was just on their team painting for a couple of years, going out to different events uh, up the East coast, like just little rip curl events. Um, any of the surf events in Cocoa beach, they would always have a board sticks tent there selling stuff and just do a promo. Um, and I was one of the artists at the tent, just like painting people surfboards and stuff like that. And so that's how I kind of got started. Just like early on, I was like, I was um, just trying to reach out to people and find a way to, uh, to get more recognition. So they were your first sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. They were my first sponsor. It was, it was them. And then I started doing some work for Nectar sunglasses and they would, uh, I was literally just trading them designs for free sunglasses. Um, and <laughs> and that not, was, a bad, that was, not a bad deal when you're first starting out. Nah, it was great, man. It was pretty sweet, actually. They under actually, I was in touch with them recently, um, talking about some designs. And like one of the guys that I was talking to, they they just got bought up and like rebranded and stuff. So it's a completely different team now. They're a little bit more, uh, I don't know, a little bit more corporate, as they would say. Uh, but it's like back then, bro, it was so easy. I just I emailed them. I got chatting with one of the reps, and then it was just literally like I would do. I'd be like, boom designed for this shirt they would put it on a tank top I would get like 10 sunglasses in my house <laughs> and like I literally I only had like one or two pairs at a time like I can never keep them in my house because all my friends knew that I was getting them for free they would all steal them all yeah. my homies looked fresh as hell and I I was always had like one pair of sunglasses so I have to keep asking for more I'm like dude they're getting stolen my friends are relentless <laughs> so clearly nectar and board sticks were on it from the start hashtag support your local Noah I think yes. I get it but maybe I don't what does it mean and how did it originate? I it's a play on just support your local artists. Yeah. I know it's like it, at least it's a term around my community. I I had a shirt that had that on it when I was like 13 or 14. I, I just always thought it was cool. Um uh, and it was like I've been posting artwork on my Instagram since I was like 14 years old. Since I like first got uh started with board sticks and really started painting and like selling my work and stuff. And uh, a lot of people like delete their posts and stuff like that. I just keep it all up. Like you can literally scroll down to 14 year old me if you want to. Um, and it's just, everything is still there. Cause I think it's cool to just like see your progression. I'm the um, same way. Some people have like 12 posts. I'm like, you didn't start posting last year. What are yeah. you talking about? Dude, for me, it's, it's like a journal almost. Like I feel yeah. like it's like a modern journal. Like I'm not writing down in a book or anything. Uh, I, I have no way of like recording my life but i can scroll back to 2016 and see what i was doing on a saturday like hanging out or whatever exactly yeah. i've had the pleasure of riding in the back of your van a handful of times but this is yes, no ordinary van. van for our audience would you paint a picture of your one of my one of one male van on the outside it was just a normal or not normal creepy white minivan and then there was cages that you could see through the windows all throughout the sides and I thought that it would make it less creepy to paint it. <laughs> and it was less creepy, but it went from creepy to like sketchy. 
So right. it was just like, I don't look like I'm kidnapping people anymore. Now I look like I'm just like selling people stuff or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when I first moved to St. Augustine with that, I had it painted a little bit and it was like, I'm sure, you know, you've probably been in the back of it before. It's like, I would just be the party bus to, you know, whatever was going on down there. Yep. So I could fit. I think my record was like, I fit like 15 people in the back of it. The bottom of it was damn near dragging on the ground. <laughs> um, but when I first moved there, because all the paintings on it and stuff and the cages, it was just like weird looking. Like it was if a cop saw that, they'd be like, well, why is he driving that? <laughs> uh, and so I got pulled over a lot the first couple of weeks that I was there, probably like once a week I would get pulled wow. over. Oh my uh, and a couple of times I just I got I got like cuffed and searched a couple of times where they're like they thought that I was hiding some or selling some or. What does your process look like for gaining clients other than getting detained? Art shows are really, really good for that. Of course, you know, COVID kind of put a damper on that. Um, I do miss having a good art show, putting pieces in there and talking to people. It's like usually you put your stuff up on the wall and you'd be walking around with your little tag that says artists on it. And you just be talking to people about your pieces and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, you know, usually they sell off the wall when you're not even there, but it's cool when somebody buys your piece and you're like there with them. You can like write something on the back or something like that. Um, but honestly, most of it is Instagram has been like the, one of the most important things. Um, and I'm sure social media is for most artists, uh, but for just like building a following and uh, getting more jobs, it's like every single time that I post a mural, I get like two more mural jobs out of it because it's like, you have to keep reminding people that you can do this thing. You know, it's like yeah. people usually forget or they, they don't know that you can do something that you might like unless you do something different it's like i know what i'm capable of i can do all these different things but it's like people only know what they see and what i've done um and i've only done like probably 20 percent of what i could do if i had the opportunity to so it's like it's all just opportunities once you get that job somebody or like once i did the mural in the person's backyard that was different for me i got reached out by another person who wanted something similar because they didn't know that i could do something like that so i'd say just posting new things is one of the easiest ways to get new clients post as many different styles as you can just you gotta it's like in your head, you know what you can do, but you got to show people like what you're capable of. So, you know, you mentioned it with the Puerto Rican art and how, you know, that and other projects have then led to even more projects just from basically word of mouth marketing. In St. Augustine and at Flagler, I think your work is pretty well known. I've experienced firsthand people talking about your work when you haven't even been around. So like, talk to me about the importance of word of mouth marketing. Um, with your art and how that leads to more and more gigs for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, I mean, I, I've always been a fan of like street art and different. I know, um, a lot of people know the band, the brand obey, um, shepherd fairy, the artist behind that started He's... from just like putting those little stickers with that face on it, literally everywhere. Shout out shepherd. Shout fairy. out Charleston. Yeah. He's from Charleston, yeah. the Charleston lad. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I always forget he's from South Carolina. So artists just, you know, you never see it. <laughs> of course. It's cool. But they, um, yeah, it's like his whole thing. He called it, I think it was called, phenom he had a word for it, but it was a word for something that basically just like you repeat the same image over and over again, put it in so many places that it's like inescapable. And then even if it means nothing, people just think it's something bigger than them because they're seeing it everywhere or it's being talked about on the news or it's whatever and he's like it doesn't even mean that much it's just a graphic that I put all over the place but people just kind of assign meaning to it 
themselves by it just being everywhere, seeing it everywhere. So, I mean, especially when I took my printmaking class at Flagler, it was like, I had all these extra prints laying around. I would just run around campus and like stick them up everywhere. I had a little spray adhesive and I would just quickly like put it on. You remember all the little, the little Louis, the lung signs and all I the do. little like cardboard signs that they would have in the ground around campus. Yeah, it's like yeah. the back of them are completely open and it's in the same, you know, free only face in one direction. So the back is just like a free billboard. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, a lot of them, usually my stickers would get taken down pretty fast because I would put them on like garbage cans and stuff like that. They're easy to take off, but like those were so big and like not really causing a problem. Uh, so it was like those stayed up for a long time and I would have people all the time just be like, oh yeah, I saw this poster or wherever. Or, oh, I saw it on the back of this sign or on a street pole or whatever. So I think it just helps like build up hype in like a different way, a more interesting way. It's like, you can look at an Instagram post all you want, but if you see something really on the street, like up high on a sign or something where you're like oh how'd that get there what they have to do to get that there or something exactly. it's, a, it's a whole different interesting element to, to it and it's fun for me we love some gorilla marketing tactics we love it taco bell once flew you out out to cali tell me about yes that, that was a crazy trip uh <laughs> so i I'm, I'm not sure if you know they gave me they i i got a scholarship through them before i went to college um and it was it was basically it was kind of a base like a contest like it was it was called the Live Moss Scholarship, and a lot of the people who work at Taco Bell's applied to it and stuff, but not a lot of people who don't work at Taco Bell applied to it, uh, but I ended up applying to it, and it was, it was geared towards creative, so just anybody doing art, film, dance, like whatever, acting, um, you could apply to it with just like a two-minute or less video talking about what you do, what like you want to use your degree for, why it would help you, whatever, um, and I ended up getting it the first year and you can renew it every single year by doing another video, basically saying why you deserve to get it again or where you're at right now. You're still, in, you know, you're still in college. You didn't drop out. Um, so I would do that every single year. And so they, they helped fund my school, uh, every single year and then gave me some opportunities, my freshman and sophomore year to come out and do some work for them. The first one that I did was in Phoenix, Arizona. It was a founders forum. Um, and it was basically just like every, a lot of the people, that own a Taco Bell in the U.S. would meet at this and it would be like different um, things like new marketing strategies, like what their new commercial is going to be, how the competition is doing and kind of what tactics that they have to uh, best what they're doing. Um, but they had me up at the front in front of one of the conference rooms and I had four canvases and I was just working on them one at a time, like different like Taco Bell art. And it was basically all the all these people that own Taco Bells are walking back and forth, just talking to me, looking at my paintings. And it was part of a like a uh, charity, I guess, or it was, uh, it, it, all the money that was being made from my paintings were going back into the foundations. The CEO of Taco Bell at the time was walking by and saw some of my paintings and we just got to chat and she was like super cool lady. Um, really nice to me. I was nice to her. I had no clue who she was, but we had a good conversation. And then somebody came up to me afterwards and she was like, you're just talking to the CEO. Like she said that she really likes you and that she'd be interested in having you come out and do a mural outside of her office at the headquarters sometime. And I was like, anytime I'm down, even if I'm busy, I can make time for it. I was like, you just like, let me know and I'll be there. Um, so I didn't think that anything was going to come of it. I finished up the founders forum and everything went well. It was a really cool experience. I got to like meet a lot of people just kind of like, see, it was cool to see like the behind the scenes of like a big company like that, where it's just like, you know, they have little conferences where they talk about what they're doing for the year and like all these like ridiculous taco fry commercials are like planned out and they have like lots of in-depth discussions about them and stuff. So after that, 
couple months later, I got a phone call from them and they were saying that they wanted to fly me out to do a mural outside of her office, uh, like they promised. And I had no, I did not think that they were going to follow through at all, um, but they did. And then they flew me out a couple weeks later and there was like two things I had to do. I was there for like four days, I think. First day I was just hanging out. I was like at a hotel across the street from the headquarters. Um, and then the second day, I had to go, they actually had, it was really, uh, it's kind of adorable. They had like a Taco Bell, it was like an employee art show where like all art uh, related to Taco Bell somehow. And they set up like a whole show downstairs in like a conference room. And it was like once uh, they were done for work for the day, everybody went downstairs, they had drinks, music, whatever. And it was like, they were walking around looking at it. They're like, oh, so-and-so in accounting did this piece. And oh, Stacy and whatever did this piece. Um, and like dude the janitor was like rapping he like makes music he was like on the mic on a stage like rapping and stuff and like so that was the first day. and i was doing pieces uh to be auctioned off at the show in the in the lobby the whole time um and so that was that day and then the second day i had to do the mural and then or no actually i had i think i had two days to do it um but i started it it went fine. I met the CEO at her office. She gave me like a billion different Taco Bell t-shirts, all of which I still have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I started working on the mural. It was funny too, because I had literally like, uh, it's cool to see that like behind the scenes, people are still like throwing stuff together, like by, by the seat of their pants still. Like I was in the graphic design offices hanging out and they have one of my pieces hanging up in there that they bought off me. And uh, I was talking to them and they're just like, like there's stuff that they're like unprepared for that they have to have ready by the next day for like some commercial or something or like they have to it's just like the same but it gets done but it's just like they're just like regular people doing their thing like yeah just, they're just working for a company like taco bell like that just um that just kind of you know reinstates the point that i keep hearing you know as i'm getting older and uh learning more things it's just about life it's like no one really knows what they're doing nobody Everyone, knows like, anything like yeah. you know, you know <laughs> some people know some stuff but like everyone's just winging it right yeah absolutely nobody yeah it's like people people know what they're doing to different degrees but at base level everybody's just kind of flying by the seat of their own pants a little bit <laughs> even if you have a, a schedule and you plan out every single day of your life it's like you still nobody knows exactly what they're doing what's a project you're most <laughs> proud of um i have two different answers one of them i'd say just based off of like sheer volume and how much work it was, was a, a mural job that I had at a restaurant on campus at Clemson University. Um, and I had already gone and done a mural there a couple months prior. And they got me back because they, the, you know, everybody liked the mural a lot and they wanted to get more. And it ended up being like the entire inside of the restaurant, like every single wall, every surface covered with my artwork. Um, which I didn't even anticipate at first. I had to call the guy afterwards and ask for a little bit more money because I was like, I did not think it was going to be like this. Um, but yeah, just off the sheer volume, it was like I had like two days and I had like eight different walls to do. Um, and it looked, it's all on my Instagram, like probably two years back. Uh, but that one was a big one just because of how much work it was and how much I got done and it felt so good afterwards. And it was just, yeah, that one looked really good. And it's like, I still get, I'll, I've met probably just a, a different, like I'll be at a concert or like a music fair or whatever and like meet somebody from Clemson and they know that restaurant and they've been there and they're just like, Oh, everybody loves that bar. Cause it's like, you know, the artwork's sick and whatever. It was just cool to meet people and see how well received it was.
So I'd say on the mural front, that was one of my favorite ones. I have a few Clemson friends who listen to the podcast. A few have been on the podcast. So if what do you know the name of like the restaurant or cafeteria? Yeah, it's a it's a restaurant and bar. It's called Amici's. It's like a pizza place. It's right across the street from the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the project that was (laughs) most fun to complete? Maybe that was the one as well. Oh, honestly, no, I would say there is a rock wall gym that I did in my hometown that let me just do like literally anything that I wanted. They gave me like an 80 foot long wall that was right. It was a huge like warehouse building. Um, and they let me do this whole like corner of the wall, just whatever I wanted. And that one was just fun. Cause it was just like, man, it was low stakes. I know that if I'm just choosing all this stuff, whatever, I'm just doing whatever I want to do. It's like, I want stuff to look cool. I know that it'll look cool. I know that other people will love it, even if they didn't ask for it. Uh, so it was like, that one turned out good. They loved it. And it was fun for me because it was just no stakes. There's not like some reference that this person really wanted that I have to stick to, or I'm not trying to like accurately depict something. It was just whatever I wanted to do. So it could only turn out good. Uh, so that, 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 that one was fun. And it was just like a cool space. There was like big rock walls in the middle of the place. And like, I would go there and like climb for free. And there was, yeah, it was cool. I like that place. Blue ass water. What comes to mind? I think like sipping a mojito in the Bahamas, being in Cancun. Uh, I, I, I think of Emac. <laughs> Dude, I mean, those are, that's a good answer. Two good places as well. No, what's your favorite place you have visited and why? Ooh, honestly, it's a tie between New York and Vegas. Mm. I, I, I went to Vegas recently, past couple of weeks, and that was like so much more fun than I could have expected. I stayed on, I didn't stay on the strip. I stayed on a street called Fremont street, a couple miles away. That's like, that's kind of like where the locals go. And there's like concerts there every weekend. And then I would say, yeah, it's a tie with New York. Cause New York, I just love the, the people there are so great. Like it's impossible for something interesting not to happen. Like it's just, it's so fun. I was there for new year's going from actually 2019 into 2020, which is funny. Uh, after the ball dropped, I was just downtown walking around, talking to people and everybody's just celebrating until like the sun comes up. And it's just like, it's one of those places people have a lot of pride for that city. It's so fun. It's so artistic. Like I love it there. Oh so yeah. I'd say that, and but. I've never been outside of the country. I want to so bad. Um, I don't know. I could love London. I have no idea. <laughs> In <Paris>. due time. <laughs> I've, I've been to actually all three of those cities, fortunately enough. And New York, I thought like was the first one I went to. And I was like so inspired every single day I was there. I was there yeah. for like a week. And I was just like walking around, exploring a new area, like a new uh, borough, if you will. And I was just like, wow, this is sick. Wow, that's sick. Wow, that's inspiring. Wow, that's dope. Uh, and you know, I came home from it. So like, uh, you know, rejuvenated and energized. And then yeah, went, it's like a, it's like a mental spa. Yeah. Wow. Mental <laughs> spa. I like that. I went to London yeah. a few years later and I was like, wow. I like personally, I prefer London over New York. They're very similar. Um, I, yeah. it's hard for me to honestly pinpoint what I prefer better. Like what aspects make me enjoy London more than New York. But I just thought it was like super dope, equally inspiring and, you know, a very similar vibe to New York. Paris, on the other hand, it's very similar to London and New York, like a huge, you know, uh, triton of a city. I think that word makes sense there. Uh, But yeah, it's Mm -hmm. from an inspirational level of, you know, creative stuff and art and that sort of thing. Like Paris is there, like just like New York is, just like London is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, those two cities that you haven't been to internationally, I know you'll enjoy 
what does your developmental process look like as an artist as a artist my bad yes. you know how <laughs> do you challenge yourself to learn and improve um so one day actually some advice that i got from one of my artist friends just like on instagram i don't even know him but we're friends on instagram and he posts cool stuff and like god there's so many people that you can just like meet online that do oh, the yeah. same thing as you that can give you advice and stuff um but he just said i like i remember i uh messaged him one time and i was like man i feel stagnant right now like i just like i feel like i can't come up with new ideas or i don't know what to paint or whatever and he was just like it was literally just like two words he was just like just switch mediums like just change change what you're painting with or change what you're doing it with so it was like that's why it's like if i have no idea what i'm gonna draw i just start like collaging or if i have no idea what to collage I start painting or whatever it's like if you, you switch mediums and just force yourself into a different space then you're just forced to do something different because you can't do the thing that you were doing drawing or you can't do the thing that you're doing painting so wow. if you just change what you're working with then you can't work on the same thing and that's like the 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 best advice that i could get i'd say i love that advice like so much um and i feel like it's so pertinent to so many like to literally every uh niche of creativity like whether you know you're designing yeah. or you're painting or you're making a video or taking a photo or graphic graphic doing graphics and uh or whether it's you know you're an actor and then you switch to singing for a day uh just to switch it up you know uh that's yeah, sort of absolutely thing, like, even if even if that other thing doesn't turn out necessarily, like if I took a break from drawing to go make a collage for a second, if that collage turns out terrible, at least I'm going back to drawing with a more clear mindset. I'm not in that same, you know, you're kind of like purging everything out and then you can go back and work on your thing. It's just a palate cleanser. feels good. If you're, if you're working on the same thing for too long, you need to stop it. <laughs> Drop the mic for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, what's the best comp compliment uh, you've ever received? Ooh. Mm. I'm trying to think. Brag a bit. I can't think of. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything specific. I think I just I like it when uh, which I'm not telling my friends to stop complimenting me because I love it when they do and I hope they keep doing it. But it's like when somebody that truly doesn't know me personally at all and has never seen my artwork before like looks at it and like really resonates with it or is just like really just like thinks it's cool and like comes up to me and tell me he's like yo oh, that's like one of the coolest whatever I've seen or like this, oh, this painting's so sick. Like I want this so bad. Do you have a print of this or whatever? It's like if somebody just genuinely has no idea who I am, has never seen me before and like loves a painting that I did, that's just like the best compliment I can get because it's like not that my friends are buttering me up or anything. I know they probably do like it, but it's also, you know, they know and they love me for other reasons. So it's like somebody that has no clue who I am, like loves what I'm doing, that that's like the best form of compliment. I'd say. So would you say that words of affirmation are your love language? I think so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, if you could focus on one medium for the rest of the time, for the rest of time, what would it be mm -hmm. and why? Just one thing. Just one, you know, only do like graphic design or only do painting mm -hmm. or only do full murals or only do, you know, six by six inch little, little uh, paintings. I think, you know, that's pretty easy for me. I think I would just choose a, uh, a black Sharpie and that's it. Just a black Sharpie and either paper or whatever. I use the black Sharpie on everything. Mm -hmm. I think that that's like the most versatile tool 
in artwork that is so underestimated. It's like a lot of my favorite pieces that I've ever done, the pieces that personally I like the most is just when like I get a huge canvas and just go to town with like a black Sharpie and just cover the whole thing with some. And it's just like, it's timeless, it's endless. I could be 95 years old doodling on a white piece of paper with a black Sharpie or whatever. You can draw on a table, you can tag the back of a stop sign, like whatever you wanna do. It's just like, it's like the Swiss army knife of art. You can use it on anything, paper, canvas, like anything. Does the book Harold and his purple crayon mean anything to you? Yes. I love that book. I love that. It was a cartoon too, right? I believe so. Yeah. It was a but cartoon. The, the book speaks volumes to me. Dude. Okay. That, that book. And I'm sure you're familiar with Chalk Zone. No. You don't know Chalk Zone? I don't uh, think so. I mean, hey, dude, let me Google it real quick. It was on Nickelodeon. It was kind of, it was a similar premise, but it's a kid who's got some magic chalk instead of a magic crayon. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I see. I wasn't really allowed to watch that much Nickelodeon. Oh um, man. So yeah, uh, it looks familiar. I probably came across it once or twice. But Harold and his Purple Crown. That was like I. I used to read get re that book read to. My mom used to read that book to bed to me, to me mm -hmm. to bed to anyways to, me, to bed to me. <laughs> yeah, like all the time. I love that book. I think. I mean, maybe that had a little bit of uh, a. You know, uh, that planted a seed in my head about like creativity and just like coloring outside the lines. Definitely. I think it's so important, like when you're a little kid to, uh, to just like nurture that, that creative bone or muscle or whatever it is. I think it was, uh, uh, Picasso had a quote. He said, every child is an artist, but the problem is to remain an artist as you grow older. And that's something that I think is like, so yeah, it's heavy. It's so important though. It's like, yeah, and I think there's so many, there's also, so many people that just have the creativity, like, like educated out of them that it's like, you know? Yeah. And I mean, coming from Picasso, it's extra heavy, you know, like you, yeah, you, take, exactly. you take anything, uh, anything he says seriously. And then you realize what you just heard and you're like, oh yeah, no, that, that hits hard. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think back, I mean, in my childhood, it was like, I always showed some sort of at least a talent and interest in the, in the arts and whatever, but it's like also there's plenty of people out there that are so talented whose families are telling them to get a real job or that they're not gonna whatever. And it's like, I feel like you can very clearly see the difference. Like those people on American Idol that go on and objectively have the worst voice ever. And they're like, Oh, my parents told me that I was good. It's like, okay, well then, you know, don't do it. But it's like, if you really have a knack for it, a talent for it, there's so many people whose parents are like telling them no, or not nurturing that, or, Oh, you're not going to make any money. And it's like, um, you just get it educated out of you taught out of you or you're just like oh well that's not a viable option but it's like dude who's gonna design these who's gonna design these movie posters and like what a street sign right. whatever it's like it's a need there's just just like we need firefighters to go and jump inside of a building we need artists to make your living room look a little bit better so it's like i'm lucky enough that i've had parents that like from a young age like really supported me nurtured that like spirit i remember that's why in like high school they told me like you shouldn't get a regular job, like do whatever you can do with your artwork to make money, like trying to make money that way. And then it's going to be less hard in the long run. Like you, it'll just feel natural. So I, I remember I had a, uh, I had a separate locker from my locker in high school, just filled with t-shirts that I was selling that I would make in a press that I bought in my house. And I would just sit there between classes and like pedal t-shirts to people. Like in every class, I would maybe make like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks in a day. But Noah, where can people find you and your work? And you know, if they have any questions about your art they want to buy your art or they just want to follow your journey where can they find you so two best places are instagram 
at Noah H. Cook. That's Noah huh, Cook. Uh, and then at NoahCookDesign.com is my, my website. It's doing decent right now. Still under a little bit of construction, but it's good enough to visit and check out my stuff and see what I'm up to. I've been better about posting stuff on there. You've got, um, you've got a Instagram, pretty deep, deep portfolio on both the website and the Instagram. Like it's yeah. you'll definitely go check it out because it, yeah, it's thorough. You've got a ton of work on there, which is dope. Yeah. A lot of stuff, a lot of different styles, a lot of different mediums. Um, Instagram's probably a little bit easier, but my website's got some cool stuff on there. Some cool uh, videos, cool cool little store with some shirts in there um but yeah instagram and my website at noah cook and noahcookdesign.com hell yeah noah thanks for your time brother thanks for coming on blue ass water awesome.